Hey, Mark, you're married. What does third base feel like? <laughs> Warm apple pie. Coming up, we find out who got one of the largest pay raises in Hollywood history. Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspect. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes serious. I'm gonna make them an awfully game with you. Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you, kid. Mark, what are we watching? Guys, I'm so excited. We get to go back to the summer before our senior year of high school, the summer of 99, and we're watching a movie I know we all vividly remember seeing... American Pie. And for those that don't remember American Pie, it's about four friends, Jim, Oz, Finch, and Kevin, who make a pact that before they graduate, they will all lose their virginity. The hard job now is how to reach that goal by prom night. While Oz begins singing to grab attention, and Kevin tries to persuade his girlfriend, Finch tries any easy route of spreading rumors, and Jim fails miserably. Whether it is being caught on top of a pie or on the internet, Jim always ends up with his trusty sex advice from his father. <laughs> will they achieve their goal of getting laid by prom night, or will they learn something much different? Hmm. You remember American Pie very well, boys. I know you all do. I know everyone does. It's a classic. I know we're all excited. Jeff, come on, let's jump right in. Moment in time. Where did you see this thing? Absolutely. Uh, well, I did not see this movie opening weekend. Uh, and I know that because this was a super hyped movie and I was super excited to see it. But I was on vacation with my family when it came out. And I come home to, of course, everybody, one of my friends, telling me how it was the best movie of the year. Luckily. I, go ahead, I Nick. You, I hope you still resent your parents for that. That was a big mistake. Because <laughs> everybody say, was doing this once in our lifetime, Our once-in-a-lifetime trip to New York City, yeah. we should have... We should have postponed it for a week so I I could go see American Pie opening weekend. They really and, should have. Yeah. They really should and, have gone over the opening film slate with you before they book those they, dates. They, they should knowing have. how big of a movie fan you are. To be honest, and the the funny thing is, on on vacations in the past, I've actually gone to movies with my parents. Or I like, like to do that too. Whoever, uh, you know, just a whatever theater. But this was definitely not a movie I was going to go see with my parents. <laughs> Whether they wanted to or not, this was a movie you saw with your friends. Uh, luckily, I had a really good friend, Andy Minicus. Uh, I had convinced him to wait and watch it with me. Uh, and the movie completely holds up. It just has a couple of laugh-out-loud moments. Luckily, my other friends didn't ruin anything for me. And it's just one of those situations where a viewing experience uh, meets the hype 
and one of those uh, movie theater experiences that I've I've been missing lately during kind of the last year that we had, where some of these like especially comedies, some of these great jokes and these great moments in a film play so much better in a movie theater. And there's nothing like you sit in full room full of strangers and you all kind of react to something at the same time. Uh, and just that's super cool. That's one of my favorite things about going to the movies. The other thing I remember a little bit about this time period was we kind of had a back-to-back uh, Hollywood gross-out summers because around the same time the year previously, Something About Mary came out. It was super hyped, and it was also very much held up. So, in fact, I think I saw the trailer for American Pie. I think you're right. In the Something About Mary uh, film and the trailer, which makes perfect sense. You would definitely pair those two movies together. But before I keep rambling on, Mark, moment in time. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I just remember this movie being hyped big time. And we knew it was a teen comedy. We knew it was going to be raunchy. But we really didn't know much else. And I, I feel like I felt... I, I feel like I heard about this movie a good year before it came out. I remember my girlfriend in high school was psyched to see it. She knew about it. She wasn't even nearly as big of a movie nerd as me. It was like Star Wars hype, like Phantom Menace type hype, because that was the same year, but but as a raunchy teen comedy. So and this delivered way better than that damn Jar Jar Binks and Phantom Menace. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> but, but, I mean that's uh, the. I mean it was so hype, but then like people walked out of this movie saying you have to see this, where people right. walked out with very mixed reviews from Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. Right. Exactly. I mean we were all pumped to see this movie and it delivered, and. I, I remember the trailer gave away nothing, but the trailer got you so excited to see it. And I just remember being so excited and then it delivering. And it's, you know, it's a really rewarding experience when you get that in the movie theater. And yeah, it is. Like you said, when you get to see a comedy with such laugh-out-loud moments with other people and you get those laugh-out-loud, it just makes it that much funnier. Nico, I think you probably saw this, uh, what, at least at least twice. Yeah, so I'm on the nostalgia train with you. I saw this movie in the theater three times the first week. And the reason why I said you should resent your parents for that New York trip is because it was like a house party up in there, boys. I'm not kidding. Like, before the screening, people were getting there early. They were like rival high school kids walking around, socializing, getting each other's phone numbers. And it was just such a great memory. Like, you How many phone numbers some... did you get when you in your first American Pie screening? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Actually, I want to inquire. Actually, you guys you, really want to know this getting... story? Were you getting phone numbers or were you getting pager numbers? Oh yeah, uh, it was phone numbers at that point. But no way, tell, it I, was not. It was pagers. Yeah, it was definitely pagers in high school. And I wish we still had these moments where you had to see a movie in the first week and everybody was talking about it. And that's really what I miss about film history in general is nobody really does that anymore. And I was just blessed to be remembered that time. Yeah, people aren't going to know what it was. Or when you would like, you would literally run into people you knew at the theater. Yeah. Getting getting into it, what worked for you, Nick? Uh, the story of the high school boys was touching. It reminds us of all of our story. It reminds me of our story and our friendships in high school. And I think that that's I agree with that. what holds up still today. I mean, the pact, I, I, l- l- watching again, I could care less about the sex pact, to be honest. It's more about their friendships and the interrogation and their last special semester of high school together. And everything and that's kind of the, the lesson they learned. That's almost the lesson of the movie, too. So Yeah. Yeah, that's what matters most. I think that really carries up well. I think the acting performances, I think this is the peak of everybody's career, which I'm sure you'll get to in, in Career Corner, but this is the best movie everybody in this movie did. 
I don't think anybody went on to higher acting status after this. The cast really was ensembled well, and they the chemistry between them all really is hard to repeat, especially with this many actors. And I think that this is... Uh, I'll let Mark get into how historic this was, but it was just at the time, it's the shock value, something you will never forget, and it's not something that's easily repeated either, you know? Like Mark said in the earlier version, something the world had never seen before, and I still remember it that way. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they went places no other mainstream film had really ever gone to this point. I know Porky's and Bachelor Party are sex comedies that were influences on this film being made. And I've seen both of those movies. I still contend Porky's is pretty fucking raunchy. It doesn't have (laughs) near the heart. It doesn't have near the heart this movie does, but Porky's is... Penis Porky's, in the uh, penis Porky. in the girls' locker room, like at glory hole in the girls' locker room, it's going pretty fucking far. Yeah, <laughs> keep um, going though, Mark. No, the, the Porky's is raunchy in. I guess it's a, just a different way. American Pie Nick, goes can we places. Do, can we do Porky's one some way? <laughs> American Pie goes places that Porky's didn't go, like with the tongue tornado yeah. stuff and just stuff, you know, with the Nadia stuff. Oh, it's it's, it's far too misogynist. Porky's is far too misogynistic for a tongue tornado. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my point. And so we just saw things in American Pie where we were just like, whoa. Holy cow! I can't believe this movie's doing this. And right, right from the opening scene, right when when Jim gets caught with the damn sock on his penis. Yeah. It, right then, you just knew, oh, this movie's gonna be good. Right. Like, right from that get go, you just knew the, that this movie's gonna be good. They uppercutted you in the first scene. They really did. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and in in rewatching this movie in 2021, none of it felt shocking, which was kind of depressing to me. Right. <laughs> because I remember all of it feeling shocking right. when I saw it in 99. Well, it and set off just a series of, like, I mean, everything from super bad to all of the Judd Apatow stuff. Right. Like, it's in it's actually, if you think about it, what this movie and something about Mary did as far as setting up the future of comedies are uh, uh, it's pretty big because, I mean, we follow with Road Trip and... Van Wilder, and I mean, it's the sex comedy becomes a thing. They keep going. Yeah, on. the R-rated. This was the beginning of a good R-rated comedy phase, whereas before that they were trying to do a lot of PG-13 comedy phase, and this just took it to another level. And once the R-rated, once the R-rated comedy became a thing, yeah, it just took off. Whether it was old yeah. school or just moving forward, I just remember this being like the trailblazer for the r-rated right. younger I, or younger generation comic i love how I, think, I love how in hollywood there's no such thing as a barely r-rated movie because if they get the r rating they're right. just gonna fucking go for it until yeah, they get nc17 this had like NC, this movie this had nc17 they had it four, four different times. they have to submit it four times yeah. But right. otherwise, if you're barely an R, they make sure and get that PG-13. So there's never, like, there's no such thing as a mild R-rated movie. Anyway. The other thing that I had that what worked for me so much, I just love Jim's story. I just love how Jim is such a buffoon, but at the end of the day, he's got so much heart and soul. At the end of the day, he gets laid, you know. I think Does Jim the get the best sex that night? Oh, yeah. of course he does. Absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking about that watching. I, that's something I did not think about that watching in high school. But thinking about it now, I'm like, you know what? Like, literally, Jim probably got the best sex that night. Absolutely. <laughs> Band girl was a freak. 
yeah. and he had zero expectations so he was totally prepared he was ready to go there was no nadia touching my thigh moment it was a great night for jim jim had a great night, no, he, night. there didn't seem to be he a lot of there wasn't not a lot of night. There was not a lot of eye gazing that had to go on. He married the Michelle them. because of that night. That's how good that <laughs> she made night him was. His, she made him his bitch, and uh, the rest was history. <laughs> he was her bitch forever. Oh, way to go, way to go, Michelle. <laughs> what else worked for you, Jeff? I think we. Uh, I just wrote down like I wrote down four things: the concept, the comedy, the soundtrack, and everything was Stifler. Uh, Jim is. You're right. Jim is like the heart of this movie, but Stifler's kind of the uh, comedic rock. Every time he's on screen, he is fucking fantastic. I know we kind of chatted before. He's basically the Alan from uh, <laughs> Hangover of yeah. this film and, and and these films. And it's just every – the guy's got – it's fascinating this. I know you're going to get into him a little bit in Career Corner. Sean William Scott being his first movie, the amount of charisma he has on screen, you're like – your eyes just kind of go to him. And he's just one of those guys that at that moment in time has that kind of it value. And he just works. Uh, moving right along, though. Favorites. What's, what's interesting ahead, about that real quick is I actually, I'm not sure I agreed with you, but now that you've explained it that way, I totally agree with you where he kind of can win this movie. You know, I'm interested to hear your medals, but absolutely. That's all I got to say is he definitely, I didn't know it was his first movie. He definitely... Oh, you didn't know this was his first movie? No. Uh, no you're going to get a great we'll little story in Career yeah, Corner. We'll uh, he, that. He, he, similar background to you, actually, Nico. So I'm excited to uh, I'm excited for Mike, Mark to tell that story. Uh, going right into it, though, let's get into favorite scenes. And I, this, there's a ton of great scenes in this movie. So uh, we talked we talked pre pre podcast. Obviously, the the main scene that stands out, the centerpiece scene of the movie, is where Nadia gets broadcasted all over the internet. Uh, <laughs> An extra lot. That seems like 20, 20... I swear that seems like 20 minutes long. Well, because <laughs> you get the setup. You get... Well, first of all, you get the boys telling him what he needs to do. They, yep. they convince him of this terrible idea. And... and But it's all a great idea. It's only terrible because we're, we're pushing 40. When we were 18, this was a genius idea. Right. But, but now that we're pushing <laughs> Also, 40, 1999 this, was a very different time. Oh, absolutely! And I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that. I actually have I actually have some ponderings about this scene, but keep going on the scene, Mark. No, we'll so that, I mean that's the center that's the centerpiece scene of the movie, obviously, and and they knew it because they get this gorgeous girl, Shannon Elizabeth, who does this part, and it, the scene totally delivers because she gets completely naked, and you're just like, I mean. This was this was marketed as a teen sex comedy, and this was definitely the teen sex moment in the middle of the movie, and you were just like, "Holy cow!" And so yeah, it's the total centerpiece of the movie. And looking back on it, this scene never happens in a movie again because, no. like, because like you said, of the the Me Too movement and kind of on that, kind of on that. I actually have I did some my own midnight ponderings all about this scene because it is my okay. favorite scene in this movie. Yeah, yeah um, I mean it's the most memorable scene I think for sure. If this were to happen today, Nico, do all four of the leads go to jail? Yeah. <laughs> yes, how, they do. Right. How much money do it? Nadia's parents make when they sue the school for what happens? Oh my god. I know how, yeah, exactly. It's it's that's a How good many pondering. documentaries are made about the four Michigan pervs and the unsuspecting foreign exchange students? Right. <laughs> you know you have a Netflix, a Hulu, and an HBO documentary just waiting in the wings. Um on a more fun angle, 
we're all pretty sure that Nadia was seducing Jim, right? Yeah. She strips Wait. naked, oh, including yeah. her bra, her and starts masturbating to his porn collection. Oh, for sure this was her <laughs> At plan. At no this point was... does she not plan on him walking in that room. She's right. all about him. She was ready to party in the sequel. She wanted to party with Jim in the sequel, too. Yeah, that's she, right. She, likes, she was in the sequel. That's right. She likes Had his it. nerds. She likes she, his nerds. She her, yeah, she, gets, she hooks up with Shermanator oh, yeah. in the sequel. She hooks up with Shermanator. Sure. So let's what? talk about Shannon and Elizabeth. So we're on oh, the scene, Can I give right? you a few more pods? Oh, okay. Keep going. I, I apologize. These are no, good. No, no, no. Keep going. Go. Uh, uh, so most people have seen this movie. Therefore, nobody in 2020 really had an excuse to be caught on Zoom with their pants down. It's <laughs> literally true. the most the funniest bit in a 20-year-old movie that everybody's seen. All right. The other contenders, though. There's lots of great scenes in this movie. What do you Give me, give me a scene, Nick. No, 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 hold on. So going back okay. to Shannon Elizabeth real quick. So Sorry. about that scene, because she's obviously, it's the, it's the most famous scene. She did it. She gets naked for this scene. Uh, so she talked about this in last year, in 2020. She did, there's a, like a documentary called Skins, which is the history of nudity in the movies. And she has zero regrets about it. She also shared she that she great. actually... She looked great. I would have no fucking regrets either. I, if, if, no, but listen, she, she shared that she actually improved a little during her scene in Jim's bedroom because she felt it made more sense for her character than what was in the script. When she walks to the mirror and, and she's topless and she looks at herself and she kind of grabs her stomach and she's like not happy with it, she said that's what a real girl would have done. So And she well, added that to the scene. But then on top of it, she said uh, on the 20th anniversary... American Pie, she kind of got some backlash because of the Me Too movement, and the scrutiny was, you know, the scrutiny paid to the hidden camera scene involving the foreign exchange right. student audio. And, and she, so Shannon Elizabeth said, she said, looking back, the scenes were problematic in the post Me Too era, and they would never have been approved these days. However, she's also said that if she didn't agree to film those nude scenes, she probably doesn't have a career. So she 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 thanks that scene for making her career because of how memorable of a scene it was. Right. So she has no regrets about that scene. Did you know whatsoever. she's a professional poker player? Yeah, I saw that. I did not know that. Yeah, she would place in the World Series of Poker. I know Jennifer Tilly's a professional poker yeah. player. She placed she in the World the... Series of Poker, like third place, Jeff? That's, yeah, she got like she got third in the World Series, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh. And that was... Prior to that, she was the number one, like for magazines like Maxim. Um, trying to think of some of the other magazines, just like Maxim. But she she basically had a higher fee than any other model or actress to pose in a not Playboy, but like that kind of like a Maxim. rated R, not NC seventeen kind of magazine. Like a Maxim yeah. magazine, right? Yeah. Um, there was others like it, but that basically that level of magazine, she was like the number one. She had the highest um, pay amount to get. FHM, that was in. another one, wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. Boom. I knew there was other ones. Ah, uh, cool. Any, uh, what other scenes do we want to talk about? There's a lot of great ones in this movie, despite how great that scene is. I love everything with Jim's dad. So, but my favorite one <laughs> is the one with the porn magazines. Because, and then when I read that Eugene Le Eugene Levy got to improvise that whole thing, it makes that whole scene even better. <laughs> I just, I just, fantastic. I just love. He, well, the whole time you see Jason Biggs almost loses it in that scene. Yeah, oh yeah, for like, sure. He's barely holding it together. I mean, I, it's it's hard to argue who who's who's more of a comedic relief character in this movie. Is it Stifler or Jim's dad? Because they're both 
They're oh, every time great. one of them's on screen, they are they're, absolutely They're both hilarious. absolutely great. And Eugene Levy hear. had limited screen time, but you're right, he nailed it. I mean, oh, you're right. You, you might hear back, you might hear about about both of them later on on that podium. Doesn't, just, doesn't Eugene Levy that. make everything better? Has, there, yeah. has he ever been in something where you're like, man, this movie would not would have been a little bit better without Eugene Levy? <laughs> never <laughs> happened. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Fucking 100%. never happens. Uh, my favorite scene would probably the one where Sherman pees his pants. I, I was going to go the one with the Casey Affleck cameo and the secret book in the great library. Great cameo, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so that th- was like, a great cameo. You're right. So I have a theory on that. Because uh, it was still, I mean, he wasn't Casey Affleck quite yet, but we'd already had Goodwill Hunting and the like. Right. So he owed those directors a favor, didn't he? Yeah. For what do you mean? <laughs> No, just for like being in the he this movie that has had like nobody that's acted in movies before besides maybe Eugene Liddy. And right. all of a sudden Casey Affleck pops up in a cameo. Right. <laughs> he owed somebody a favor and said, you know what? I have twenty minutes to shoot this thing. That's what you got me for. That's right, right. One take, give me in and out. But I, I like that I like the scene. I like the passing of the baton of the sexual Learn behavior and and he actually fit the role perfect. He actually looked like he could have been he Kevin's did, older brother. Yeah, very much so. He also he looks he kind of looks like a guy that might have written the uh, the bro bible. The right, tongue tornado. You think he <laughs> came up with the tongue tornado? That was his entry, maybe. Uh, th- you know that's an maybe actual that's why whole Kevin book. Was so good about it. It was hereditary. <laughs> it was passed down. And I, I love the pages in that book, like the one where it says "Know your enemy," and it's just got the <laughs> vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> That deferred holds up today, trust me. In a perfect world, there's that book is you can turn the pages on as like a bonus feature on one. The writer DVD said somewhere. that like um there was actually it came from the idea came from like his high school. He and his buddies, there was a book like that. It was more of like a like professionally written book but they basically passed it along to their like underclassmen friends when they graduated is where he got the idea from that it's very creative so i was I actually was wondering cool. where yeah but uh, to finish it too i like when Terminator pees his pants because it's just like the perfect full circle moment for the what, the, oh, what these guys were chasing and comparing themselves to was all bullshit you know like everything that they'd been doing yeah just, it totally comes full I, circle because that's the scene that creates the pact is when they yep. find out Sherman got laid. You're right. absolutely yep. right. It's a good moment to catch there. Yeah. And I then just liked... to find out they were chasing smoke and mirrors, I think was important at the end. Right, that it was at the end. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of liked Stifler drinking the pale ale. Yeah. It was good. Shocked by you for sure. Yeah. It, I, I, like, and then the girl one year, one year earlier, we saw it used as hair gel. The next the next year, we see somebody slamming it in a beer. Yeah. Which one did it better? <laughs> the hair gel. I... You saw that it was uh, egg whites. Yeah. And they actually, he had to do drink it like four times. And one of the times he almost yacked because beer and, turns out beer and egg whites is not very uh, uh, appetizing either. And he said he was doing okay until he tried to get in character. So he imagined it was what it was supposed to be. And he said that was the time that he did almost yak. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great scene on the bed, too. I mean, even the way he's talking, that goes like, I wouldn't talk about you. And he looks the other direction. Who and would makes do this that? Fight. Well, that's uh, Sean William Scott is fucking good in this movie for a guy that's never acted before. Like like some some people, the camera just loves and the camera loves him in this film. Yeah, especially. Uh, what else did I have? Finch shitting is actually pretty funny. Yeah, it still holds up. Surprisingly. Uh, it does. It does. Stifler's mom seducing Finch is actually pretty well done. 
Um, mm. Fun scene on that. The reason you don't ever see Finch having sex is he's 17. And they're not allowed to show him having sex. But the directors, prior to that scene, gave him a fake script of like 17 pages of lovemaking that he got to do with the with uh, Jennifer Coolidge. And they didn't wait. They waited until she was in on the joke, too. And then she kept saying, you ready, big boy? And then the day of the day of shooting, they broke it to him that he can't shoot sex scenes because he's too young. (laughs) <laughs> it's really funny. That's good that insight. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, I love the scene when Jim gets laid by Michelle too. I, I do. Uh, I mean, it, I when she just punches him and say my name. <laughs> it's just good moment. It's a great moment. She ad libs that. She ad libs. Yeah, it. she ad libs that. Yeah. It's just totally unexpected, and that's what Jim's so caught off guard. It's just great. Everything about it. Like, I think I've told you guys this before, but I'm pretty sure he gets the best sex that night. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you're right. I yeah, I mean right. the other two. It's all eye gazing, and I love you, and this and that, and he. We're on favorite quotes. I'm a sophisticated sex robot sent back through time to change the future. One lucky lady. Okay. So, yeah, give it to me. I know you. So, I know the one you want. Wait. So when we were doing the rewatch, I completely forgot about the line "Suck me beautiful." <laughs> Suck and me beautiful. When he dropped that line up at you it know lookout up. point or wherever they are, <laughs> it holds up. Oh, oh, that line held up so good. Because Just call me I, Nova. That's I it. almost. I almost lost it on my couch at home, you guys. I, I, it brought me back twenty years in time. The comedic plus years in time, and the I was comedic just like, moments hold up in this film. Like, I like you said, the shitting still did. The I still laughed at the pale ale. Oh, yeah, I still laughed at the, the pie scene's great. The, uh, the pie scene. <laughs> Do you see how many different ways they filmed him fucking a pie? Yeah. <laughs> and so basically, to, in the R-rated version of this film, I don't know if you guys watch the unrated or the R-rated, but in the R-rated version, he's fucking it against the wall. Okay. In the NC-17 rated that they would made him edit out, he's actually doing it missionary yeah, <laughs> on the like table. Like on the island, yeah. <laughs> I saw the, un, the unrated version, and it's... I don't... I mean... There's only so many ways you can fuck a pie, but they and figured out all of them. He, and just the scene where it just cuts to the day, it just cuts to Jim's dad. You know, I guess we'll just, you know, we'll we'll say we ate it. <laughs> we'll just tell your mother we ate it. And Jim is just sitting there, and he looks so defeated. Like I, like he's just beyond embarrassed that his dad caught him doing that. Well, my. My favorite line is the shame. He's just looking down at the table. Oh, the shame. Oh no. Oh, Jason yeah. Biggs is so good in this movie. He plays uh, those yeah. awkward because I would argue it's actually very hard to convince us that a character would fuck a pie, and he does it. Even he I love it. what he he, the way it. he puts his two fingers in the middle. Everything he sells, everything he does. In this movie. He does uh, from he he does. Whether it's dancing uh-oh. for Nadia or banging a pie, he sells it all. Uh, coming twice in like a five minute span to yeah. just masturbating to. Uh, the other quote I have written down is porn. MILF. The other quote I had written down is MILF because I forgot that this movie was the evolution of MILF. Right. The creation of MILF. Not it, the evolution, it, it, the creation. I mean, it was, but then this movie is noted. The creators have said that they got it from somewhere they else. They got it on they, the internet. They, they got it from, like, chat rooms on the internet they, or something. They credit some very... source. 
But it's a source you've never heard of, and exactly. the only reason everybody knows what MILF is is because, is because of, of uh, is it Harold or Kumar? It's Harold, right? Yeah, it's Harold. Harold. Uh, Harold. Harold from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. My line, has his little cameo where they see where they, they see. They just, he's just, I'm pretty sure he's wall. discovered in this movie, right? Like yeah, we yeah. don't get Harold and Kumar if it's not for the MILF scene, right? Yep, uh, true. And he, the uh, my favorite line in this movie is, "Oh, and one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my pussy." <laughs> that might be the loudest I've ever laughed out loud yeah, in a movie theater. You can't ignore that quote. You're right because that. It comes from nowhere, and I just remember the theater I saw. Everybody like wasn't expecting it because like the theater, and you literally you Jim has the perfect reaction because you hear it because you've heard all our other stories. You take a beat and then you're like, oh wait, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with the line from Jessica, who's an underrated character in this movie. Very she's underrated. Talking to Kevin, and she says, "It's up to you." It's either the big L or the big O. I, <laughs> I have a couple Natasha Jessica Leone. lines. Natasha I, Leone. One of her lines, embarrassingly, was one of my... I listed several senior quotes, but one of them was embarrassingly my senior quote. Um, when she says, Vicky's going on about, it's got to be completely perfect. I want the right time, the right moment, the right place. And Jessica deadpans, it's not a space shuttle launch. Yes. It's sex. It's not a space shuttle launch. It's sex. I think that's a great fucking line. I like the. Li- I mean, I think this one is really important to remember too. Is all you got to do is ask, is listen and ask questions. And <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work. Oh, some more Jessica. You've never double clicked your mouse. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that line. I've, yeah. I've actually thought that line in my head a few times, but I never talk about it because I don't think anybody will know what I'm talking about. Uh, but over the last twenty even, years, I always think of double click your mouse all the time. E- even Stifler's mom, I got some scotch, single malt, aged 18 years, the way I like it. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great creative line. I have your Uncle Mort, your Uncle Mort pinched the one-eyed snake at least five <laughs> times a day. <laughs> Every different version of masturbating that Eugene Levy comes up with, I could go over. <laughs> Stifler, how's the pale ale? Um, quick fun story of that line, the original line was... Stifler, how's the man chowder? And the NPAA would not allow that line. Oh, wow. What didn't work, fellas? I. Bell! 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 Oh, man. Can I go first on this one? Yeah, go for it. There's some bad acting in this movie. (laughs) And it was one of those things where I hold this movie in such high regard that I didn't realize. It's been a while since I watched it. I must have more of a critical eye, but Mark, you want to talk a little bit about Chris Klein? He's so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. He's just so he's just so bad. And because this movie was so popular, he got additional roles in in Hollywood. They all did. They all did because of this movie. And then every, I think every Hollywood producer realized it. American Pie had nothing to do with any of them. Definitely not the actor. <laughs> well, I have a note here. So, because uh, these are also, remember, first-time directors. Uh, good directors, but this is the first time directing as well. Is the bad acting the actor's, total actor's fault? Or is it somewhat the director's fault? And here's my question why. Because Chris Klein is actually pretty good in Election. 
I'm not going to say he's good, but they know oh, how to. Coming. They know coming. how to use him. Goodness. He's not nearly as. Tell me I'm wrong. He's not nearly as bad in election as he is in this movie. I, I'm going to tell you you're wrong because I forgot he's even in that. <laughs> yeah, he's good in it. He's good in it. And then Anne Mina Savare is also. She's not great in this movie either. Let's let's be real here. I thought and she was she's actually very good in American Beauty. Interesting. Um, uh, she's she might not be good because she's acting aside Chris Klein the whole time. And man, he it's a right. struggle. It's One a struggle. One performance boss. feeds another. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. What? Anything else not work? Um, the Chris Klein doesn't work. Everything about it. The choir. The the a star school athlete's just all of a sudden going to join some choir. Well, I'm not. I'm not okay, buying it. Okay. I have a note on that too. Is this is is the choir supposed to be bad? As like, is that part of the joke? I think so. I think it is. Or is that the, the best singers they could fucking get? Because those How that choir is fucking terrible. Is to be no, the choir is not supposed to be bad because the guy that's replacing Chris Klein is terrible, and they're all excited bad. when Chris Klein yeah, shows but they're not, up. When Chris Klein comes and sings, it ain't much better. Let me tell you. Oh, I yeah. get that, but it's <laughs> not. We're not, not winning. To think that. Hey, they were at least wise enough to let us know that they didn't win the competition. <laughs> Anything else not work, boys? Nick, what do you got? No, I don't have any complaints about this. I, I, again, I said it didn't age well, but I'm not going to hold that against this. Yeah, that's not about what was fault. They didn't know it wasn't going to yeah. age well. <laughs> right, right. So I, I have zero complaints. This was, for its time and place, the perfect R-rated comedy. And it, what the, the point I forgot earlier, too, that remember when I said I lost it, was... Studios maybe found out with this that all they had to do was go all the way, like you said, Mark, or just push it a little bit more, and you're going to get way more bang for your buck than you are trying to stick in that PG-13 uh, teenage comedy. Yeah. You know? I mean, just think of all the PG-13 80s comedies, right? and then think of what's an R-rated one that's just epic, Risky Business, right? Yeah. We all mm-hmm. love Risky Business. Completely risky different business product. Is, yeah. is and uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. Same thing. All right. Career Corner. Mark, I know you got so some the, Sean William Scott stuff. Okay, I'm so actually this really was, excited for this one, guys. I'm really so, excited for this. So Stifler, iconic character. He'll always be known as Stifler. Poor Sean William Scott. Uh, this was his feature film debut. Yeah. And he was living in L.A. He got $8,000 for this role. Oh, my God. And he was working at Home Depot at the time when this part, when he parlayed this into the role, he was shooting Sunny Delight and American Express commercials, and working at Home Depot. And While at Home gets, Depot, he regularly would hide so that he didn't have to interact with customers. Yeah, he would true. fall asleep under like equipment. For sure, and then he lands. He lands this role of Steve Stifler in American Pie. But nobody that made American Pie knew that it was going to become what it became. They nope. hoped it would, but they didn't know. And, you know, it was right. all a bunch of unknowns. Right. Well, did you, did you see how many directors turned down American Pie? He, um, no, I didn't, but... 42. I, 42. Wow. Unbelievable. They literally said they asked everybody. And yeah. so that's why, like the Whites brothers, it was the first. It was their first movie they got to direct, and they said, and they're like, "You sure you want it to be us?" And they, they said what the studio says. Well, we literally asked everybody else, <laughs> so it's yours if you want it. So Sean William Scott parlays his whole career of Steve Stifler into a twenty million dollar film career. He also. 
gets another iconic film, uh, Dude, Where's My Car, which is a cult classic for a lot of people. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan, but I know it has a huge fan base out there. Don't know where you guys sit with that. But then he's also got great side bits in Jay and Silent Bob, Old School. He's just had a really great career. I love his, uh, his role trip, in Old School. Is so yeah, what about Role Models? Funny. Role Models is fantastic. Role Models is right. Yeah, I forgot about Role Models. Right. And... Uh, he just he's had a really solid career and then when he moved on to like the mid 2000s he decided he he kind of wanted to get some dramatic roles under his belt so it's not like he's disappeared he kind of went under the tv he's doing a lot of voice work and he's making yeah he did i did ice age bunch of movies for ice age he's got a consistent part on that but he did the lethal weapon tv reboot uh, where he was basically playing the Mel Gibson character on Lethal Weapon. Yep. For TV. So is he the is he the large raise that you were talking yeah. about? So in American Pie, so he they paid him more in American Pie two. I'm not sure how much, but more than eight thousand. But then in American Pie three, um, they came to him and he said no originally, and not sure if his agent told him to say no or he just said no. But they they basically said that um, you can't make American Pie three without Stifler. So he got paid fifteen million dollars wow. to do American Pie three. So and from they eight thousand in American yeah. Pie one, wow, to fifteen million in American Pie three. Maybe and that's then they why came they came back to him for American Reunion, which he he's one of the only cast members in it, the original cast members, and he got another five million for Stifler for that. I've never even seen that one. That's the fourth one. I don't know that I've, I've seen, seen the first it. three multiple teams. I've seen multiple American times. Wedding. I'm not sure if I saw Reunion or not. Wait, is Reunion the high school reunion? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. They all they all made it back for the high school reunion. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you've seen all four. Yeah. You're more committed I, in this than me. Yeah. I don't know if I have or not. I think I have. So he got five million for part four and a percentage of the box office, but his total box office movies because he was in Final Destination too, another huge movie. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, but it came out in two thousand, so same. Say right around the same time, obviously. And uh, Dude, Where's My Car came out in 2000. Road Trip came out in 2000. He had a big role in Evolution. That was a popular movie. Right. Uh, his movies have grossed almost $5 billion at the world global, at the global box office. It's just weird to think, like, how many Steve Stifler wannabes did his character create, too, you know? Like, oh, for sure. Guys wanted to be that douchey guy. For sure. And he was just a, you know, a normal dude that played varsity football and basketball and went to community college and then Wisconsin and decided to go all in yeah. on acting and moved to LA and yeah. worked at Home well, Depot like, and made it happen. Fellow cast members said he actually might be the furthest from Stifler, like his real personality, because I guess he's just like a gen- really, really genuinely nice guy. Yeah, that's why he wanted to get into dramatic roles. That's why he tried desperately to do other things besides Stifler-type role. Yeah. Huh. Well, you got what you're good at. I mean, fifteen, making fifteen million for American Pie three, you ain't doing too bad. American Pie three was American Wedding. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Um, any any more on Sean William Scott? No, that's all I got on, on good old Stifler. I just all think right. it's just a good old story. We got a question I'm going to pose for you guys. He's one of the most iconic characters. Oh, 100 percent agree. I have a quick question I want to pose for you guys here on this film. Who had the best post-American Pie career? Ooh, I like this topic. Mm. 
I think you got to give it to Sean William Scott. I yeah, Sean do. William Scott. It launched a lot of careers, though. It did. It launched all of these people's careers. I think but, Sean William Scott. Yeah, he probably had the best movie career. I actually think Allison Hannigan had a pretty great uh, career. Yeah, she's because getting the of chi- how I met with, your mother and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, like, yeah, she but has, Buffy was before American Pie. Oh, oh, was it? Oh, it yeah. was nineties. You're right. Okay, yeah. I was just thinking that girl has some good checks coming in because the residuals she's from America. Her, she had a good career. Natasha Leone had a good career too, but I think Sean William Scott. Had yeah, a great I'd agree. Career, and it was all because of this. So. Jason Biggs is so good in this. I guess it's the only thing. It's kind of sad Jason, that not much they, happened for him. They put Jason Biggs in a lot of bad comedies after this. They did. They gave him a bunch of bad stuff. That I remember that movie called Loser. And with uh, which was weirdly the follow up. Um, the director of Clueless. That was her first follow up, and it's okay. got Mina Savare and it's got Jason Biggs. You, you would have thought it might have been good, but it really wasn't. Oh, Podium. Bang bang. We're gonna uh, well. Open with you, Nick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm not going to go Henry Rowan Gardner since you guys hated him, but after <laughs> listening to you guys go back and forth, I am going to go Allison Hannigan for Bronze. I think Ooh. she... I think you're, she was... She was Without her, this movie doesn't think that this, this thing works as well without her. She nailed that nerd role pretty well. And the wrong girl doing it, it doesn't. It's not good. You're right. Yeah. Anybody else? Well, doing we, it? we didn't know she was the right girl until we saw her. Right. Okay. And she's also a girl that you can make. Right. She's also a girl that can be very pretty, but can yeah. also be made to look very uh, nerdy. Nerdy yeah. cute. Nerdy it's cute. It's yeah, funny because exactly. By the second movie, it's kind of like she. He's not lowering to her level. It's kind of they're on equal levels, you know. And that I totally buy that her being attractive and they try right. to make her unattractive here. Well, she kind of breaks out of that band. She uses she uses him to break out of the band nerds. Yeah. And I'm gonna, give, like, I'm gonna give. Go ahead. I'll keep going. I'm gonna give silver to Jason Biggs because I, I I think I undervalued him coming into this movie. I don't think Eugene Levy was in in it enough, but I think Jason Biggs you're right. It doesn't work the same without him either. He's kind of the self degrading low confidence perfect guy we need him to be to carry that that perfect that, that role. torch yeah, yeah that torch that. he's yeah. the guy we need somebody to root for right right that's not that that actually deserves to have sex you know yeah. not like the shermanator who doesn't yeah, not like, to have not, sex. like not like ian he's such a weasel you're <laughs> <laughs> just trying to like talk his girlfriend like peer pressure his girlfriend into getting laid then yeah. after she blows him he talks shit about her so t- and then it totally works. He still gets laid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, a, uh, he's the one guy. She kind of a. She's kind of a. She kind of sucks too, though. She like, does. That, yeah, that girl, right. like those two, are like kind of meant for each other. They're both. They're kind of terrible boyfriend and a terrible girlfriend. That's she true. Is, so. I can buy it. I can dig that. I'm gonna say Sean Williams got gold though because all those stories. I love. I love as you know folklore, and I love hearing that story. You were just talking about Home Depot. I had no idea coming in, and I think that that deserves a lot of street credit and. The fact that he was one-dimensional, as you said, and they definitely overdid him, as we said. This movie doesn't work without him. So they didn't overdo him in this, though. No, yeah, they no. didn't exactly. And Perfect. they and they, you, there's an argument to say they actually probably didn't overdo him too much in the sequel, which is why the sequel is not uh, is the sequel's pretty good, like Jeff said. Yep, that's it. But uh, my medals, honorable mention, Allison Hannigan. You're right; she's great. Bronze medal goes to Eugene Levy. I, he steals every scene he's in. I, I love him. I, I love him just like I love him in Best in Show when he's got two left feet. I love that scene. I, I love I, that scene. I love, Best in Show. That's such I, a great show. I love... Uh, my silver medal is Stifler, man. Stifler steals every scene, too, just like you said. 
and but my goal goes to Jim he's the heart and soul I just feel like everybody I don't know I don't, I don't know why I don't think you do Nico you're too cool but I feel like <laughs> most people have a little bit of Jim in them <laughs> I, I feel like I definitely had some Jim in me in high school <laughs> you prefer so good what about you, Jeff? What's your uh, medals? So, um, honorable mention. Uh, yeah, I got to throw an honorable mention out to both Eugene Levy and uh, um, Allison Hannigan, and even one to t- Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone's actually pretty damn good in this movie. Right. You know, like the little time she's in there. Uh, she's bronze, like the Miyagi of the movie. She really is. She really is. Uh, bronze medal goes to Jason Biggs. He is the heart of this movie. Uh, he's great in it. And. I originally didn't have him. I originally wasn't thinking I'd have him on my stand, and then rewatching it, I just realized how good he is. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel like he could have had a better career. Like he does. He as much as I made fun of the acting, I think he pulls off some comedic stuff that's really hard to pull off in this film. Right. Uh, as far as the silver medal go, I really feel this is a movie that's bigger than that's bigger and better than the sum of its parts. And I kind of cheated and have a tie here, but that's because I don't know where that came from. So I put both Chris and Paul Weitz along with Adam Hertz, the writer. Quick okay. shout out to Adam Hertz, one of the best titled screenplays, I think, in movie history. The original title of, of this screenplay was Untitled Teenage Sex Comedy That Can Be Made for Cheap. That can be made for under $10, million under 10 million that most <laughs> readers will probably hate, but I think you will love. And... that's They maybe should have named the movie that. What a great fucking title. But... Like I said, this is a movie that's bigger than the sum of its parts. It's the shock value, the great scenes, and the heart of the film. And I don't know if that came from the directing or that came from the writing. So I'm just going to give yeah. dual credit there because it could have, it could be one or the other, or it could be a great collaboration of both. Well, but as you say, always a lot of magic has to happen at the right time in the right place for these things to exactly. take out like they do. So and this is definitely I'm, one of them. I've got to give credit to both camps there. Um, gold medal goes to Sean William Scott. I think I don't think we're talking about this movie twenty years later if it's not for him. Stifler Ooh. is just the comedic gold in this movie. He's not the heart. He's not like I'm like Jim is, but the reason this movie is so iconic, the reason that you repeat lines all the time, is because of Steve Stifler. And if anybody remembers one character's name in this movie, it might be Nadia, but besides her, it's Stifler. He created an iconic character, and. In the wrong hands, it would have been okay, but it would just been kind of that douchebag that's almost the villain in a movie. And Stifler mm-hmm. somehow is the guy that he's kind of the villain, but you kind of love him. Right. Like, and that's hard to pull off. So he's my gold. What time is it? Perfect. It's time for midnight ponderings, but I think we've had midnight ponderings throughout this whole damn podcast. So I don't know how many ponderings? <laughs> Jeff stayed up late this week. I did stay up he's late this just, week. I love this movie just too much. Pondering for days. I got a real it's quick one for movie. you. I got a real quick one for you that you guys are going to love. And it's kind of ponders that I even answered. But where, uh, forgetting the sequels, this is where I think, uh, just this movie alone, this is where I think each of these characters are right now. I think Jim works for a tech company in video streaming because, you know. (laughs) uh, Finch is a snarky internet writer slash blogger. Kevin is probably in sales or something. Who cares? Um, (laughs) Oz is a lacrosse coach. A lacrosse, lacrosse coach married to his high school sweetheart and choir teacher. 
They're kind of the power teacher couple at their high school. Let's <laughs> <laughs> good. Stifler is either a gym teacher and Oz's assistant lacrosse coach or a stand-up comedian somewhere, because I could see him getting on the stand-up circuit. Uh, Victoria is a thrice-divorced social climber. Because uh, let's face it, Victoria sucks. That chick's going to trap some guy early and trap some guy later. Um, Michelle is probably an internet porn star because she's willing to do the stuff that others aren't. And she <laughs> enjoys it. So good for her. Nadia is a millionaire international supermodel because she was discovered with Jim's video. And she right. definitely got hired after that. And <laughs> Jessica is an unmarried by choice feminist author. And that is where I think they all end up. Only one other pondering for you guys. Is Oz kind of a shitty teammate? He's literally the best player on his lacrosse team, and he leaves his teammates he's played with for at least four years, probably longer, in the biggest game of the year to go sing in a choir competition where uh, his singing is so bad a participation trophy might be not might not even might be even a stretch for him to get, just so he can get laid by the choir girl. Hey, he had what a, a pact shitty he had teammate too. Oh, he had a pact. He didn't but also, yeah, but at that point, he was in love. Yeah, uh, he, it wasn't about the pact. It was in love. He yeah. left the, the lacrosse yeah. game because he was in love. He's not a terrible teammate. He's going to regret that twenty years later. I'm with you. He was a terrible teammate. But the, do we even know? Did they win the game or not? Yeah, they were way up in the game. That's they where he left. That's why he was able to leave too. That's all yeah. I got for ponderance. Things. What, if, what, what? What did we miss, Nico? <laughs> Only a few things. You guys covered a lot of it. I'm just like here fixing the stats after, but. Um, I have, I, I love that title that you talked about. I thought that was great. Untitled teenage sex comedy that can be made for under $10 million. <laughs> so Most I, people will hate, but you will probably love. I have Tara Reid suffered from a brief bout of anorexia, anorexia nervosa following her, following this movie and a breakup with Carson Daly. And so her look is a little bit different in the following. The other thing I have that Jeff already mentioned, Shannon Elizabeth did finish third in the uh World Series of Poker Championship in 2007. But that's that very interesting. Amazing, right? Did you see that Bill Murray was offered the role of Eugene Levy's character? No. Uh, the this the scene where Jason Biggs is running back and forth between his house and his friends for the Nadia sex video. He actually passed out and they had to rush him to the hospital. It was so hot outside. I thought that was interesting that. too. Speaking of that scene, we see the band Blink 182 in one of those scenes watching the internet broadcast while their song Mutt is being played during that montage. With a monkey. With the monkey. The director, and the reason the monkey is in the scene is because Chris Weiss, the director, says he has a theory about monkeys, and that is if you put a monkey in anything, it makes it instantly better. Yeah. (laughs) And he fought with the studio to include a fucking monkey in the movie. Pick and choose your battles, boys and girls. Two more, two more things here, real quick. Uh, Eugene Levy's the only the only actor in all eight movies, and this backs up your Chris Klein theory. They didn't write enough for him. He's the only actor not to come back for American Wedding because they didn't they purposely left him out of it. They oh man, yeah. They didn't invite him back. Well, they just basically wrote him out. They didn't write enough for him to come do, but they brought him back for American Reunion because obviously they knew it was going to be the last one where they could get him all back. So. Did you guys see the notes about the prom theme? They, they wanted to make it as cheesy as possible. They picked. They yeah. intentionally picked Arabian Nights because they wanted it to be the lamest prom yeah. theme ever. 
That was a that was a lame prom all around. Even in the gym, everything they wanted it to be. That, that was, was their plan. They tried to make it yeah. as uh, the most expensive set in the movie was the bathroom set during the shedding scene. <laughs> because of all the angles that they wanted to shoot it from, they actually had to have that set built. That's crazy. That's funny. That's it funny. cost twenty thousand dollars to build that set. And then our boy Jason Biggs, he had to do his own sex scene. Because his body yeah, double showed star. up with an eight-inch long scar across his stomach and was fired on the spot. Because that's of so funny. Where do you where do you find this stuff? <laughs> we've got we got places, Nico. We got places. Anybody got anything else? No, just final thoughts, Jeff. Let's go. Happy I, birthday. I I yeah. love this movie. Uh, it's a movie that just always puts a smile on my face. Uh, it there's a lot of like there. It, it, it occupies two kinds of films that I love absolutely and that is kind of like the sex comedy and, or the gross out comedy and the teen comedy and coming of age and it's kind of all of that wrapped up into one the, the gross out sex gags are hilarious and about as funny as anything ever put in movies but it's also got real heart like any good coming of age story right. and uh, it really more than almost any movie it puts me back in like that high school mindset uh, Can't Hardly Wait's pretty fun but it's it's a Can't Hardly Wait's very over the top mm-hmm. where this this kind of feels like the way kids were in high school it just Stifler's party feels like a high school party um, and one of the more accurate representations of one in my opinion and That's it brings me back put it yeah, Nico, final thoughts. I mean, I, I love what Jeff just said. I'm glad you picked this movie. Uh, I I love the game changer aspect of it that we've been discussing here, and this movie definitely changed a lot of what we saw in movies afterwards. And I gotta appreciate that. As much as I don't love rewatching it now, I don't think I'd watch this for another few years at least. It's really good to go back in time, especially with you fellas. And this was like our era, like we said, '99. That was like one of the better summers of my life, and to uh, be at that age as these characters and feel what they were feeling and all that just brings it that more special so I'm really glad we did it I'm glad you brought up 1999 yeah. American Pie it's part of the greatness of 99 in cinema it's my favorite year in film history right there's at least 10 movies that year that I consider personal classics right um, and this is one of those 10 but uh, it was such a fun trip down memory lane I loved the rewatch I loved enjoying the last hour plus chatting it up but uh it's time to say good night boys on behalf of nick and jeff and myself thanks for listening to another edition of movie tales we'll see you again soon everybody